You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. It's me. It's me. It is you. How you doing, buddy? I am doing good. The Predators won last night. It's been a really crazy series with the, the Jets. I know you don't give a rat's ass I about this. Go ahead. But, you know, it's like the best two teams in the NHL are playing right now. Mm-hmm. The second round. It's like usually you don't get to see this until either Stanley Cup or, you know, just the finals of whatever conference mm-hmm. you're seeing this in the second round so i don't i feel like whoever gets out of this this round between winnipeg and, and nashville is going to take it Not of course this is the fourth star wars day yes it is. and they play again saturday when we're doing this it's two to two so hopefully by monday when this comes out that we're up three two you know hopefully Got to win two more games. At least for you, for your sake. Because yeah, you seem it, pretty excited. It's went back and forth. Like They won the first game. We won the second one. They won the third one. We won the fourth one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. It's not for the faint of heart. Understood. My heart hurt last night. I couldn't sleep. Mainly it's because it was on until 1130. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to stay up and watch it. <laughs> we're up two to nothing. Then they scored with like two minutes left. Two to one. They come mm. back three goals on us in like 30 seconds one game. Good so, gosh. They can score quick, mm-hmm. and you know it scared me. So I had to hold my breath for you know two minutes. Mm-hmm. Then it was over. It was over with after that, and we won. So good, very good. Yeah. So well, outside you? Of, you doing good? I'm doing all right. Yeah. The only excitement I had was Infinity War, and that's about yeah. it. It's a uh, an epic. That's the I can't think of anything other than that word for, for a superhero flick. It's definitely the most epic it's ever been made. It and they did it so good, man. Mm-hmm. It's like how in the world did they take Everything like I'm still like it's been a week out. I seen it last Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm still like I find myself during the day sometimes by myself. I start thinking about what I saw, how much I saw. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot, a lot of people, a lot of characters, and you can, you can make heads or tails of everything. It's not, it's so, it's well paced. I guess I mm-hmm. think you told me that before I even seen it. And yeah, it's like that. It's believe the hype. You yeah. know, believe it all. Yeah, it's. It's an awesome movie. I know we haven't even really got to talk about it a whole lot. No. And and there's uh, the spoiler issues that, you know. We, we just say spoilers right now. Close your ears and we can no, just talk no. about it. This is a gaming podcast. We'll yeah, talk no, about but it. It's, <laughs> it's They're fixing to have an Avengers game. Well, then we'll talk about it then. When the game then comes every, out. Then we won't spoil anything for anybody. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully not. This. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead and open hopefully this. Hopefully not. Let you, let you hear the, get the full effect of this. It's a, get it off. Oh, it's, it's a V8 something. Bananas and strawberries. Hopefully, I won't pee this week. And the Hopefully water not. makes me pee. I'm mm-hmm. hoping this it's real thick, so maybe it stops stops it up a little. If that's well, it possible. looks fizzy and it's in a can. I can't imagine it's, it's that thick. Well, it's it's 100 juice. So well, we'll see. It's, it's kind of a, carbonated juice. Take no, a sip no, of it. No, total I want carbonation. Carbon? No, it's carbohydrates. It's not carbonated. It looks gluten free. It, it's it's V8. It's it's a uh, vegetables. Uh, one serving of vegetables. One serving of fruit. 
Good and job. the fruit happens to be strawberries and bananas. Okay. So, it's cheers. A nice little fruit juice. Happy Star Wars Day. <laughs> Drinking fruit juice that, that changes it? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's thicker and it don't slide out as easy as the water. Gotcha. Okay, what have you been playing? I've been still been playing God of War. Okay, good. Still been playing it. I How have, far do you think you're into the I game? I would say, oh, two-thirds. Like, I really hit a snag this week as far as not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I got hung up on side missions, so I have not re- progressed the story a whole lot. But the beauty thing about it is, even though I'm doing these side missions, I feel like in the process I am moving the story along at a slower pace. Now, I mm-hmm. could go straight to story, but I feel like they give you these backstories of what you're going with, and it somehow or another kind of relates in with everything else, so mm-hmm. it feels like the story's kind of moving along. So that's a, a good thing. You kind of want to finish these missions just to hear it. Plus, you get a trophy. You know, it's like here's your award. Mm-hmm. So it's just an, it's an awesome game. I don't want it to end. It's kind of like I can understand. Your, you know, your first little girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Don't want it to end. You're you're five. <laughs> you don't want her to leave the playground that day. Yeah, but she leaves. She leaves your birthday party. Mm-hmm. She kisses you on the cheek because her mom and dad made your mom and dad said, "Hey, can your little girl kiss my boy on the cheek? It's his birthday." Mm-hmm. She still leaves. Breaks your heart. Was this something that happened to you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm pleading the fifth. Okay. Uh, I've been. Uh, well, I finished Watch Dogs too. Finally. Congratulations. Thank you. And your opinion? It was a good game. I definitely liked. Uh, oh crap! What's his name? I'm honest. I don't remember. I just remember dead sick. I hear that Marcus. Name. Marcus. Jeez. Been hearing it all week, and this yeah slipped my mind. No, Marcus. He was definitely a better. Protagonist, oh, way better. Way better. Because yeah. I mean, no offense to Aiden, and they, I liked that they even kind of tied in. They talked about him, yeah. He was actually in there briefly. It oh, was did a, he? Because I didn't get that far. I guess. Like a side mission. Oh, so you I know, just it, some yeah. little side mission where they're like, "Hey, there's something, you know, someone's been kidnapped or whatever," and you find out it's been him. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is just unlock the prison or cell or wherever he's he's been held captive. How the hell did he get kidnapped? I don't know. He must kinda have left his cell phone at home. Yeah, but he. <laughs> Gets captured, you let him out. He just kind of looks at the camera, gives you a Thanks. little scoot, and takes off. And yeah, that's the last scene. That. But then you also get to run into T-Bone. Oh, I, from, say I liked him way better. Yeah, he comes into play. can't remember why, but he, he comes into play because the same companies and whatnot. So right. he gets dragged into it, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked him, that character, way better than I did Aiden. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as story and gameplay, do you feel like this one was better than the first one gameplay felt similar mm-hmm. I, I can't really say that i felt like it was different i did like the addition of the uh the drone yeah and the and the little uh rc car mm-hmm. because they made snooping around so a lot easier yeah because even if i was looking at an area where there were a, i knew it was like a restricted area i yeah. could just throw up the the art what is it the what drone. are they the drone god my brain's god not working damn it but I could throw up the drone, kind of scope out the layout, mm-hmm. and just kind of get a feel, okay, where's this, where's that, where do I need to go? Can I get the RC car there so I don't have to go in and just try to plan it out that way if possible? Right. But sometimes it never worked out like that, so it just depend depends on how it was laid out. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft, mm-hmm. they have figured out... Because I don't know anybody else that does it as good as they do it as far as being able to, in an open world, let you map out where people are. Mm-hmm. 
they seem to have that market cornered, I feel like. Yeah. There, there might be another thing, I, and I, I just can't think of it. But have they implemented that in Assassin's Creed yet? Because I have not played Origins nor Syndicate. Uh, Syndicate. I feel like yes in Syndicate. Okay. Like so, if you're really talking about trying to figure out where everybody was mm-hmm. and trying to take them out uh, very coordinated... Yes, because I remember numerous times there being big buildings that I'd have to get into that were, you know, enemy heavy. Right. And you could just scale it to a point, try to get to a to an observation spot, maybe on the rafters. Right. And then just try to pick them off as best you could. Okay. So, well, I guess, well, you know how like in Far Cry Primal, mm-hmm. they use the eagle or the yeah. owl, right? And then you have your drone. You have drones in a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Is there so? There's no way like that. You're you're literally just looking. You're getting to a vantage point and looking at your stuff. Kind of your well, eagle vision, right? Well, so not the eagle have, vision or whatever the their version of that is. Well, yeah, eagle vision. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it, because they don't have. I guess where I was thinking with origins, they actually give you the eagle. Okay, so that's okay. So they did use the eagle in that one, so you can and, make it swoop around, but not in Syndicate. Right. Okay. That's where I was just kind of getting... So I was just wondering. I figured that it would be uh, Origins over Syndicate as far as using that way to kind of get around the territory mm-hmm. to look like that. A Probably. broad look. Because, one, you had... They had Falcons and shit like that back mm-hmm. then. You know, like, it'd be kind of hard, I guess, in Syndicate to make it yeah. believable. But, I mean, there, it would, to a point, you could right, still do the same thing. I think you oh. actually did that in all the other Assassin's Creed. Like, get to a vantage point, and then it told you who you were looking for. Yeah, just kind of map it out. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess they just kind of refined it for them. Mm-hmm. They're doing better at it. Yeah. yeah. They got the market cornered, I think. Sure. But now i got to figure out what I want to play next. Well, I hope they finish God of War, dude. I really want you to play that. Get Minute. Well, don't, we just talked about don't it. rush get it. Minute. I'm not you rushing don't. it. I, I think another week I'll be done with it. Okay. Hoping I'll have it platinum by then. Okay. Well, let's get into some news. Uh, first bit I've got is a quick update to a story reported on last week. About is it the, a good story? Uh, well, eh. it's uh, where the High Court of Australia is ruling against Valve. Okay. Valve actually issued a statement reinforcing their stance that they are being fined despite the fine print within the Australian consumer law that their own refund policy adheres to and that no customers had entitlement for refunds. They actually went further to point out key points in their policy that constitute a refund. But yet none of this has changed the stance of the court, so I imagine this was nothing more than Valve blowing off some steam. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was really nothing to that. I read over that statement numerous times saying, what is your point? And I just didn't get it. Well, what does the... What is their policy based on? I mean, as uh, I guess according to the law, what's the, what's the you know Valve saying? They are essentially saying that uh, I think their their marketing. I mean, the more I keep reading into it, it seemed like it was targeted more toward physical copies of games. Okay. Okay. So you go out to the store and you buy Steam, a physical Steam game, All right? And you bring it home. The game has to be in pristine condition. You know, can't be damaged or anything like that. I mean, normal things for a refund. Right. So, they're saying that people brought these games back, there was nothing wrong with them, and they were looking for a refund. Now, granted, I do believe that they have that policy 
on digital. Right. I don't know if this works the same with physical copies where you can play it for a certain amount of time. If you don't like it, you can bring it back and get a full refund. Right. But I think since they're talking or working through like a, a retailer, it doesn't really fall onto them to replace it. Right. So, so I think that's that's where a lot of this is coming into play. They are getting fined for not refunding physical copies that they should have no say in. Well, then I can I can kind of see why they would fight it. Yeah. Because I from my I guess like No Man's Sky was the first one I remember was a real big like everybody's like this game it sucks mm-hmm. you know it's not what it was supposed to be we want our money back and they pretty much finally come out and said okay here's your money back I think Sony did the same thing started giving offering some kind of refund mm-hmm. but. I don't. I'm like you. Like if they're buying it from a store, that's GameStop. It's on GameStop then. Yeah. So how does the court? How can the court go against Valve? I'm not sure. I, according to them, they feel like that they are responsible for the refunds mm-hmm. because it's got their name, their attachment. Did they make it? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, no. I don't see how they. I'll definitely have. fight it. Yeah. I'd keep on fighting. Just keep fighting. Gabe. But if, hey, if I'm wrong, let me know because that's what I took away from it. Right. So, whatever. Uh, while we're on the subject of consumer law, Norway has reported that several companies have violated European consumer laws. According to sur- a survey conducted back in December, it was found that Nintendo did not offer consumers an option to cancel pre orders through their eShop. Sony, Valve, and EA were not adhering to criteria to protect consumers in regards to their right to cancel a transaction. Uh, Microsoft and Sony are also both under fire for what is being called unclear practices regarding pre-orders. No word on what's going to happen from a legal standpoint, but we'll update you when we know. I think this is going to start becoming a thing now. Yeah, now I will say this. The pre-order thing with Sony mm-hmm. as much as I feel like they get right they do have that wrong totally wrong a pre-order should not you shouldn't have to pay for anything until it comes out sure that's what I think should. you have to pay for it up front yeah and I don't like that yeah I've kind of been like that too where yeah. it's like well at least it's paid for but at the same time I'm like damn mm-hmm. I didn't really want to drop it all at once like when I pre-order a game I'm thinking I only got to put $5 down and I can just kind of kind of like layaway you know yeah so and plus, like, you've already been charged, so it's harder to get your money back if you want to cancel. Mm-hmm. Especially if you started hearing bad things about it. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it really I, think they need, I do think they all need to redo that. And I'm pretty sure Microsoft does the same thing. Probably. Uh, next story I've got is Atari announced that the new VCS console will be available for pre-order for a limited time starting May 30th through their Indiegogo site starting at $199. There will be two versions offered up, which will be the slick black version and then the wooden panel version, uh, as well as a few bonus perks for early adopters. This first wave of consoles is preparing to ship by spring 2019, yet the console is still quite a mystery. Hmm. Outside of all the impressive hardware that they keep talking about, we still don't know what it is. That's just a steam box, pretty much, right? Well, it's starting to look that way. But still, there's a chance that Atari could be bringing their their big show for E3 or saving it for that. Yeah. I would hope that they have a presence there to talk about it because I want to know more about it. I I mean, there's not a whole lot about the box itself that makes me say, gosh, I I, I need to know more because I want to buy it. Right now. It's more, I'm interested. I want to see what you got. 
but I'm still very apprehensive because you're Atari. Yeah, and your quality has been kind of over the. I mean, since you've been in the game. <laughs> I know. Like, I understand the. I don't know. They used to just force games out. Yeah. ET. <laughs> we all remember that. Uh, quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Dead Red or Red Dead Redemption. Dead Red. Dead Red. No, Red Dead Redemption 2 coming October 26, 2018. Boom. And looking like a prequel. Is that, yeah, is that what we're I would thinking? say a prequel. Yeah, definitely, definitely a prequel. Because so John Marston, John Marston's in the spoiler in the, alert. Yeah, well, it's out there. <laughs> I know. Why? Do, why are we okay with spoiler alerts like that? But like the movie's out there, you can go see it, but we can't talk about because that. we're that's a trailer. I don't care if something was spoiled in the trailer War for everybody. Please, we that say was a preview. Okay. That was a preview for the game. I know, but that spoiled everything. That they should have not did. told us John Marston was in there. Well, they, you think they would have just kept it? I'll tell you, you could, it looked like at one point they had him at gunpoint and you could see it looked like he had his face stitched up. Mm-hmm. Remember he had the scars right there? Yeah. This looked like it was, like, you could see stitches hanging out of it. Okay. Or maybe it was just his face hair. I don't know. It looked like stitches to me. Like maybe you might see how he got it. Yeah. So. Perhaps. So we'll see. But see, you can't spoil movies. Uh, I, just I mean, think- if you told everybody what was going to happen in Infinity War, we're going to go back to that for a moment because big spoilers there. You told people some of the big hit points of that. Don't you think that would just suck the life out of it? Well, not if you go, hey, spoiler alert. Shut your mouth. I mean, shut your ears. And then we, for the next five minutes, we're going to talk about Infinity War spoilers. Words. No, we're not going to. And then no. He Man showed up in the movie. Yeah. So that's the spoiler. He Man's in the movie. He rides a motorcycle that I don't understand it. I don't understand either. Where the hell did He Man? I just seen something about He Man on the internet. Okay. Uh, next thing is first gameplay footage for Beyond Good and Evil 2 surfaced online. I think they even did a live stream on Twitch. It seems to be an open world prequel. I guess mm-hmm. prequels are all the rage these days. I'm a little... I don't want to say I'm going to dismiss it because this has been a long time coming. Right. But I'm, I feel like they're going to miss or forget what made the other game so good. Yeah. And creating something completely new. I know, because that game was so good. Yeah. I mean, there was just... There was a simplicity about it, yeah. but it was just... It knew what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to be something more. So I'm a little worried that they're going to ruin it by making it this big open world prequel just to explain something that we really don't need explained. I wanted a sequel, not a prequel. Right. Yeah. What did... See, I haven't seen the, the new video of that. What did the graphics look like, and are they different than... They, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks different. Downgraded? No, better. No, no, I'm talking about from the E3 reveal. Oh, no, no, it still looks good. Okay, so it still looks like that movie quality. Yeah, it's, cool. I mean, great graphics. It looks great. Don't was get it me wrong. gameplay or did you just see? No, this is gameplay. Okay. And and trailer footage and whatnot, kind of gotcha. a mix. But no, it, look, it looks great. It's just, is it going to be, I don't know. I'm, I'm a maybe, little worried. Maybe they won't mess up. I hope not. I don't even think the the original guy who created the games behind it, Michael Ansel, mm-hmm. I don't think he's part of it. Which again makes me worried because he was he was always a good game director. Yeah, like he had a lot of good games under his belt. Uh, a trailer for the or trailer was released for Shadow of War: Desolation of Mortar DLC expansion that drops later this month. I did not realize they were adding more to that game. I did not either. You want to borrow it again? Nah. 
I got all I needed. Uh, Nintendo Labo did not meet sales expectations in Japan. Wow. Who would have thought nobody wanted cardboard? Yeah. That seems to be the going review. It's like you're buying cardboard and you spend hours putting stuff together to play a five-second minigame. Okay, now tell me. Like, I seen one of them, made, they made a TV and it looked like the game was inside the little TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that just It's like, just... I, I even heard that you can kind of create your own thing and even create your own minigames mm-hmm. based on your creations, but that seems like more work. Yeah. And it, don't get me wrong. I mean, somewhere some kid is going to come up with some great ideas. Yeah. And good for good for that kid. I don't have time for it. I don't either. <laughs> okay. I want my stuff pre-made and whatnot. Yeah. This, this literally is for kids. This oh, is yeah. for kids to keep them occupied give them something to do and work for it you know i, I kind of feel like that's a good way of looking at it. you're mm-hmm. working for your entertainment yeah building some kind of skills it feels yeah. Like, yeah so i really don't feel like this was meant for adults so mm-hmm. when people are kind of nagging on it yeah it's cardboard but it's for kids period right i, I mean i would give it to my kids and say build whatever you want you know leave yeah. me out of it <laughs> yeah that's the thing is like i could tell peyton that and I'd be right in the middle of it. Daddy, mm. help me do this. Nope. Of course, i got to go do it. Oh, hell no. You'd be like, nope. This is all you. Show me what you can make. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, details about their paid online service are supposed to be dropping next month. So Next we'll, month. Yeah, next month. And then it'll be three more months before it comes out. So we'll see if we get details. Uh, also, Breath of the Wild is officially the best-selling Zelda game ever. It is crazy to believe that. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought. No, I would have said the first one. Yeah. Or A Link to the Past, one of those two. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Insomniac Spider-Man 4, or Spider-Man PS4. I got it all kind of crunched together. Sequels coming out already. (laughs) Insomniac Spider-Man lets you alter time and weather after beating the game. Mm. I don't know why that's important. Well, I mean, maybe at night things change on that game. I would hope so. I want to see some diversity in in things as things change. Like... Almost like, you know, when you play, um, oh, what's that, what's that zombie game? Uh, can't think. Uh, it was at the mall, at a mall. You played as Frank West. Uh, Dead Rising? Dead Rising, yes. At night, the zombies were way more active and they had these yellow eyes. What if the crime wave, crime goes up at night? See, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe the criminals get stronger because there's no cops coming or nothing like that. They get more bold. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never played that. I've always heard people talk about it, but I've never played Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. Any of them. I've played. I've got the first one. You can borrow it sometime. Okay. Uh, Minecraft is ending support for certain consoles this summer. Ending support? Yeah, for some consoles. So I'm going to assume so maybe PS3. like PS3 and, and if it, was it on the Wii U? Yeah, or Wii U. That's what I meant. Yeah, they'll probably be PS3. Anything that's outdated, I'm sure. Peyton is going to be pissed. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer was re-released on PC last week. How about that? I don't care. It doesn't look... I wish they would have polished it up. I saw some video game footage of it, and I remember playing the hell out of that game. I loved yeah. playing it. It looked so real back then. But, yeah, it, it needs a polish. Yeah, I'd say. If, if somebody wants to make an HD remake of it, I'll definitely play it. I, I'll check it out. I'll, guys, I'll play it. But it needs a polish, that's for sure. Uh, the Forest is officially out now. For PS4? 
Uh, yeah, I think all consoles, it's out of early access, so it's now available. Also PC. Possibly. Probably more this summer on PS4. And finally, Corey Balrog said that there are more plans for more God of War games. Mm-hmm. I heard that was so excited. I think he kind of... in the. I've heard numerous numbers. I mean, what, what numbers have you Five. heard? Five. Have you, Five I heard, I heard they was definitely doing a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, that would make more sense. Yeah. But five, if it's done well like this game is, Mm -hmm. I'll play it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, if you're telling a story that continues the whole time. Because you ever notice, like, even with Watch Dogs, yeah, the story's good, but at some point you've played it. And even if you don't know, you've never heard the story before, you can pretty much figure it out. Yeah. Well, with this, they can keep you guessing and it feel like a fresh game every time. Horizon could be the same way yeah. if it's well done like it was the first time. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Uh, next story I've got is uh, I'm not even sure if we really covered this story because it might have gotten lost through the sea of PUBG and Fortnite news that I've really come to avoid here lately because it's just, hey, this has got a new release. Hey, this has got a new feature. Hey, this has got a new skin. I, I know. I, I kind of think it's cool that that comment. Was had been coming down for a week on Fortnite and hit this week. I kind of think that is a cool way to do it. What is it? A couple of weeks ago, and I remember when it started, my controller started vibrating. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like the next time I played, it was vibrating. And then you could see in the distance a comet. Okay. Okay. Well, for the next few, for the last week, few weeks, it's been getting closer and closer. Yeah. For the last four days, like they started predicting when it's going to hit. And it hit Wednesday. Okay. I believe it was Wednesday. The Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, it hit and just changed part of the map. Like, they had this place called Dusty Depot. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody said it's called Dusty Divot now because it hit and just tore it up and it changed. Like, there's just a big hole in the ground, so different things are there now. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to, instead of just saying, oh, here's a new map. Yeah. Well, here's a freaking Here, we're gonna destroy it's gonna hit. Yeah, it's awesome, I think. Well, anyway, um... There were arrests made on several hackers that developed cheating programs for PUBG, which were also uh, found to be stealing other users' personal information. Wow. There were 15 suspects charged with not only the charges above, but also distributing a Trojan horse virus. So uh, other security measures have been implemented to secure players since the arrest happened and other, other security measures that they're trying to take. Uh, no word on what the sentencing will be what, or what they'll face as far as punishment, but we will keep you updated when we know. When we know, we will let you know. We will know. Uh, the next story I've got is I wanted to touch on this story real quick because I, I thought it was a great thing that's going on. We're not sponsored, so full transparency there. Uh, I feel like this is a good cause. Throughout the month of May, GameStop is partnering with Autism Speaks for a new fundraiser to increase awareness, understanding, and acceptance of people with autism. This campaign is uh, raising funds for the recently launched NXT Gen Coders program that's purpose is to increase coding and programming skills for people with autism. You can drop uh, drop by the store or any store that you got. You can go online to donate. You can either... uh, Give them straight cash payments. You can use your trade-in items to donate up to 100% of their value if you want. Or you can even use your power up reward rewards points. Reward, reward, reward rewards. I got I ruined it. But your reward points, you can use those as well. So however you want to go about it, you've got multiple options. 
to uh, give to this great cause, and I think you should yeah. if you if you're feeling uh, generous. I think it's a great thing. So I do too. get out there and, and and look into that. All right, I got a few little rumors, not many, just got a few. Just a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atari is planning a new Afraid of the Dark game. Do you? True or false? I'm gonna say true. <laughs> okay. Probably so for their little box, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I barely well, remember the game. I don't remember it. Are you afraid of the dark? I remember the ghost story on Nickelodeon. Yeah. It wasn't it called Afraid of the Dark? Or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are you or? afraid of the dark? I thought. Something. I I know the name. I've heard the game. I've never played it. So something like that. I know there was a crappy movie made. Yeah, I don't Christian remember. Slater, I think it was. I Huey thought that Bowl. was that what? schmuck. Yeah, okay, wait a minute. Um on the okay, there was that was called Wasn't that Alone in the Dark? Alone in the Dark. Maybe that's what, maybe I wrote it down wrong. Okay. Yeah, because that was more when you played as like I guess he was like a Native American, right? And he had the the little devil or not devils, but like these dark entities over his shoulders and he could use them to fight with, right? That sounds yeah, that sounds familiar. I don't know. There you go. It's something whatever Atari's dark game is. <laughs> Alone or afraid, I don't know. That shows that I'm not really paying much attention. Anyway, um, <laughs> PlayStation 5 will be in production soon. Are you sure? Is that true or false? This is a rumor. You tell me. This is a rumor. I'm going to say uh, mass production, no, but they're trying to make a few of these, I think. Okay. Maybe for E3 production, just to kind of be like, hey, this is, this is possibly it. Mm-mm. Maybe next year. Next year, you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, DICE's Battlefield World War II project will be a bad company sequel. I've heard something about that. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yes. Okay. And here's the last one. I'd love to to see your reaction to this. Super Mario Odyssey's next Mario costume will be Zombie Mario. Wow. I, I, I was really thinking you were going to say Rick Grimes Mario. No. Zombie Mario is pretty cool. Do you probably think they won't go too grotesque no, with it? He'll be maybe green. Uh, he'll be green Mario, pale faced or something like that. Uh, I hope they really go terrible with him, like half the space skeleton. You know, go just go wild. But do with you it. think it's true? Do you think I, Zombie Mario is a thing? I don't think it's true. No. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we need to start marking these down. See know, which ones yeah. you actually get right. Uh, okay, some weird news. Weird news. So, for most of us, we have fond memories of Nintendo, and those memories kind of give us rose-colored glasses uh, on the worst of video games that we've played in that that time frame. Yeah. And I'll say that this isn't, like, weird, weird news, but it's just weird in in the way you'd kind of perceive it. With that in mind, hearing this story can be a hard pill to swallow. I'm pretty sure we've talked about other hard pills that were swallowed recently about people. Yeah. Uh, During an interview with Eurogamer... Uh, Nintendo veteran Giles Goddard. I hope I'm saying his name right. Not Giles. Giles. Starts with a G. Giles. You know what? He's probably not listening. Like GIF. Don't say GIF. Yeah. GIF. That's what I would always say. Giles Goddard had some less than flattering words about the company. Uh, Some quick backstory to Goddard is he joined the company when he was about 18. He relocated from London to Kyoto to work on some big projects like Star Fox and then uh, Super Mario 64. Hmm. He left the company in 2002, founded his own company called Vitae? Vitae? 
I'm not sure how to pronounce it, making games uh, for Nintendo like Steel Diver uh, for the 3D or for the DS. Excuse me. That was was that not that was submarine game, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddard called Nintendo's work ethics clinical and rigid, and was surprised that any creativity was birthed there at all. Now, if you dig into the story based on this headline, because I did, it made Nintendo sound like it was just this hellhole mm-hmm. to work for. If you really dug in a little deeper, you'll see quotes that he actually felt at one point he was being taken advantage of. Right. However, he realized at 19 years old he wasn't looking at the big picture. He was working with Miyamoto. Right. He didn't see that as being important. He can reflect back on it now and be like, think about what I was doing. I was working with Miyamoto. Exactly. Uh, he did realize the significance of that in uh, later years and actually praised many of the company's veterans despite its old school culture. And I really feel like that's all it was. This is a man that came from London, completely different culture. If they was to come to, if it was an American going over there and working like that, I'm sure they would be like, I can't do this. No. Because they have a different work ethic. Yep. So I really feel like that's all it come down to. And someone just spun the story. Right. To make it sound terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a bit of weird news, but amusing, I would say. So we're going to get a laugh out of this. I did. Well, I hope I, I, I hope I don't know if you've seen this or not, but if you haven't, you're going to have to check it out. Have you seen the Adult Swim God of War trailer? Yes. I <laughs> okay. Love now, if you haven't, you can look it up on YouTube for all the people out there. Uh, it's done in the robot chicken animation style. You have Kratos and Atreus approaching some kids playing basketball, which already makes no sense. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> and then uh, Kratos tells him he's teaching his son combat skills. And then the head of Mimir, is Mimir, that what it's yeah. called? Uh, tries to explain the ba- that basketball is not about combat, and Kratos tells him to shut up or... Shut up, boy. Shut, shut up, up head. Now, after Kratos and a kid begin to engage in basketball, uh, Kratos obviously doesn't understand how it's played, so he tells Atreus to shoot it with an arrow. Now and then Atreus. he follows up with an axe and obliterates the ball. Yeah. And then from there, they have to find... Uh, a rep- or they want to find a replacement ball. They have no ball, so they use the head of Mimir to play basketball. I don't like basketball. And then eventually wind up back uh, at the kid's house playing PS4 Pro where it becomes an actual advertisement. But again, still amusing because then Kratos destroys his TV. He says, Leviathan (sighs) So it's an amusing advertisement worth checking out. Look up God of War Adult Swim and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you'll find it. It's awesome. All right. Now we're going to go to our next segment, which... I think we've decided we're gonna we're gonna tweak. We are gonna tweak. We're gonna we're gonna rename it. Still the same. We're just gonna have a little bit more fun with it. So welcome to. I'd buy that for a dollar. And I would buy that for a dollar. All right. So I've got three items that I want to see if you would uh, be interested in purchasing for a dollar. For well, you probably have to. You might might have to to play pay a little bit more than that, but we'll see. Uh, do you like Mortal Kombat? Well, yeah, of course, don't you? Do you, do you think Shao Kahn is a badass? Yeah, I like Shao Kahn. Okay. PCS Collectibles is offering a special limited edition 1 to 3 scale Shao Kahn collectible figure complete with a throne sculpted with incredible detail that you can pre-order right now. When it's when you say 1 to 3, mm. what do you mean? Uh it's a size ratio scale. I don't I don't understand how those things work. So like if it's I guess a third the size of him? Probably. So if he's six foot, it's like two foot. Possibly. Possibly. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very possible. Let me finish. Uh, 
If you don't think his terrifying visage isn't enough, maybe you want it with a little pizzazz? Just a little. What if you had an EX version of the same statue that added features like glowing red eyes that you could turn on and off? That would be cool. Yeah. There are additional LED lighting effects, swappable items you can change off, a certificate of authenticity. How much are you willing to pay for this? A dollar? No. How much? Both versions will set you back around $1,500. Oh, this thing is huge. Yeah. No. And well-crafted. This would be cool mm-hmm. if I had like a, a game studio or something like that. Yeah, this I would definitely get that. For mm-hmm. it. Like this is coming front and center. Yeah, it's coming when you walk in the door. You see <laughs> you this. See shit. it. Yeah, that's the receptionist. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I would buy it for a dollar if that was the case for my house. No, nah, it's a big pass. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Fair that's cool though. Yeah, it's very awesome. It looked awesome. Okay, what about Deadpool? Okay, everyone loves Deadpool, right? Yeah. How would you like to have Deadpool's head sitting somewhere in your room or in in your man cave, and he's just holding something? You put a hat on him, your headset, your VR. That's what he's for. Definitely. That is awesome. Yeah. It's just, that's all it's for. You can put a wig on him, whatever you want to do, or he can just be sitting there as a head. He's just a bodiless Deadpool sitting there. Okay, this is being produced by Numskull. Uh, they ship from the UK, and it will probably set you back around 40 pounds, which would equal to about 55 U.S. dollars. Definitely, dude. That is, I mean, I paid 25 for the one I got there. Mm-hmm. Put a USB port in the bottom of that son of a bitch and let it <laughs> charge your controllers. Yeah. That'd be, I would definitely buy I'd, I'd spend $2 on that. Okay. Uh, you can get yours on May 9th. So there you is go. Is it only Deadpool, or is there other heads? So far, all I know is it's just Deadpool. So... All right, finally, as a, I see you've got some uh, old Nintendo games sitting over there. Yeah. Now, what would you say to two collectible and fully playable versions of Mega Man 2 for the NES, mm-hmm. Mega Man X for the Super NES, that are crafted with varied colors? Okay. Both are selling at $100 a piece. Oh, hell no. Hang on. And are limited to about 8,500 units. Mega Man 2 will be available in an opaque light blue or a translucent glow-in-the-dark blue. While Mega Man X will have an additional color outside of the uh, translucent glow-in-the-dark blue. It will come in an opaque white color cartridge. And when you buy it, you don't know which one you're going to get. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> it is a surprise, along with other additional retro surprises they're going to put in for the, $100? the For $100? Depending on what else is in it. you got to tell me what else is in they it. They didn't tell. It's all See, surprise. Like that right there? No. No. No, yeah. I'm not spending $100 on Mega Man. I can get it for 25 Fair enough. on <laughs> <laughs> Well, they both released in September, and you know, all because it's the big bomb or Blue Bomber's big 3-0... I'm but, only nine years older than you. That's sad. That's my, yeah, I'm old, dude. We're older than Mega Man. and We've always been older than Mega Man. But we never really thought about it yeah. as kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're now we look back 10 years it. older than him. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a crying shame. Release dates. Kick it. 
We have on May 8th, Conan Exiles for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Shantae Half Genie Hero for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia for PSVR. Pillars of Eternity 2 for Deadfire for PC. And Tacoma for PS4. I'm excited about Tacoma. What is Tacoma? Tacoma is a uh, it's a horror game. Okay. have not played it. It's on PC. Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. Okay. Yeah. Matter if you look into it. Yeah. On May 10th, there's Laser League for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Then Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. Wow, that's that's a, a, they've made 40,000 of those games. That's a mouthful. Like people love those games still. Uh, that's what I hear. I but just, that I've never be, really got into it. I haven't either. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Then I thought I would add these into the mix since these seem to be uh, something going around now. We had now have the Twitch Prime games that are free every month, and just like uh, PlayStation and Xbox. So, do you get to pick which one they are? Which? Yeah, I get. I can get all of these on um, for PC for free. Oh, PC. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish they had a deal with them, or you know, it was like. No, as far as I know, it's PC. Um, you have Psychonauts, High Hell. Which I've never heard of. I would I like know. to play Psychonauts. That does sound, I, I've know, seen Psychonauts that is pretty popular, I believe. I've heard it was interesting. I'd like to check it out. I think it was from Box. Double Fine, wasn't it? The ones that I did feel like, yeah. The Cave and Grim Fandango. Feel, yeah, I feel like it is. Uh, Gone Home will be on that list. We've already got that, don't we? Yeah, that was a walking simulator, go through the house and yeah. take a brown. Uh, I Hope, which is like I, comma, hope, which I actually read about. Uh, because one of uh, one of my friends was talking about it, saying that it was free, and I looked into it and I was like, "That actually sounds pretty interesting." Uh, I wish I could remember all the details. Right. <laughs> it's just I read it and I was like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd play that," and then I forgot about it. But did, it's on my mind. Since you have a PC, did you ever play that game, That Dragon Cancer? No. No, I just remember it getting Game of the Year. And the the developer, it was based off of his son dying from cancer and what he went through with it. Hmm. Dude couldn't even hold it together, like winning the award. It made me cry. Wow. So it just made me want to play that, but then I went and I started looking for it, and it was only on PC. Of course, you can't do that. Well, kind of mentioned where you're, that game kind of has, I think, something in that vein. I don't think it's that game, but there's something like that. Right. Again, I can't remember. Uh, the last two are Cluster Truck. I'm just going to shake my head. And uh, Titan Souls. Titan Souls. I feel like we've got that on PS4. Wasn't that on the big Xbox exclusive they did? Or whatever, back way back when they were all proud of it? No, that was Titanfall. Mm. Sounded the same. Yeah. I don't know. Titan Souls, I feel like it's on PS4 also. Well, it just it doesn't sound... I don't know. I believe I probably will never play these There's games. one of them It's kind of like a... Like an, indiv- uh, an independent version of like Shadow of the Colossus. It felt like you had you go it. fighting these titans and you steal their soul. I think it is it. I think it was on. Maybe I'll give it a look. It was on the um, uh, PS Plus at one point. Okay. I'll give it a look. All right. Uh, retro review time. Are you ready for that? Is it a Nintendo game? Yes. It's always a Nintendo game. But it's not as old as you might think. I think it's a Nintendo Wii U game. Nope. Forget you. It's um 
Well, you don't have a Switch. No, I do not. You do have a 3DS. It's a 3DS game. Uh, not this one. Hmm. I'm getting closer. You're you're in the ballpark. It's a Nintendo 64 game. Yep. Damn it. All right. How about how about this? When the Nintendo when the Nintendo DS came out, all right. I was sucked into its appeal. Moreover, I was intrigued by the type of games that the system opened the door for because it was something new. It was a different way of playing games. It wasn't like everything we'd seen in the past. You know, just pick up your controller and go. You had games like Nintendogs and Brain Age and even New Super Mario Brothers to a degree. And it was revolutionizing a new style of gameplay, one that would be heavily adopted in the mobile market, believe it or not. So, like most innovative platforms, it gets bogged down quickly by the worst of shovelware. You get all this crap games coming out. I remember so many just garbage, Not especially when it came to Nintendogs, how many rip-off games there were that people would just shove down your throat. Yeah. Every Nintendo, every Nintendo, except for the very first Nintendo, I feel like had that problem. Mm-hmm. But there was always some company trying to make a quick buck, trying to, you know get on to the next big thing or whatever is popular at the time and even change it ever so slightly. If it was like us dogs, we'll do cats yeah, or horses are... or whatever. Oh God, if there was a horse game, Peyton would shit herself. There were. Uh, but anyway, sifting through this garbage can make it hard to find the gems. And that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to talk to you about the gems. One of the greatest gems I ever found on this platform was Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. I remember you talking about that game. It was developed by Capcom. Originally, it was released on the Game Boy Advance back in 2001, but that was only in Japan. In 2005, it was re-released on the DS in Japan and North America, and then got a European release uh, later that year. With numerous other ports on other platforms, none felt quite right as it did on the DS. Now, I say that because I actually got a Wii version of this particular game because I had not had an opportunity to have this game on the DS at the time. So playing it felt like a chore on the Wii. It was not meant for it to be played there. It was meant to be played here on a dual screen system that it was made for. I felt like that about um, the the Twilight Princess, Zelda, the Twilight mm-hmm. Princess. It just did not feel right playing it on the Wii. Yeah, I had to play it with that the regular controller, mm-hmm. and I just I, it turned me off completely. When it's when it's not built for it, you can tell. Right, you know. So um, if you don't know anything about the series, hopefully I can pique your interest because more eyes need to be on this series. I would like to see it grow. I'd like to see it expand beyond just a, a DS title. Right. You play as the title character, Phoenix Wright, who is just starting his law career and is yet to try a case. Hired by a more seasoned attorney, Mia Fey, he gets the chance to prove himself in court when an old friend of his is charged with the murder of his girlfriend. The courtroom is where you spend most of your time, but uh, it's not where you're going to be at all times. It's just where a lot of the action shines the most. Now, you'll actually have to work a lot of your brain muscles... To figure out not just the courtroom cases, two of them, (laughs) but you'll also have to go out and perform investigations. Right. Now, after the first case, which takes place entirely in a courtroom, you do nothing but you're there in the courtroom trying that case. Uh, You'll have the opportunity to hop around from location to location to investigate and prepare for your next case. 
You'll examine the crime scene of whatever case you've taken at the time. See if you can find any clues, make notes of any evidence you may find. Then you can go speak to your client who will be incarcerated at the local police station. You uh, kind of interrogate them, get what information you can. They can point you in the right direction. You just kind of keep going through the cycle of finding the right people to talk to. Right. Until you have what seems to be everything that you need to build a case to help get them off. Now, this is where the uh, portion of the game where it's imperative to examine every aspect and scope out every clue. This is your case building. Courtroom sequences are broke down uh, with opening statements. Then there's the observance of any evidence that maybe you didn't find, but maybe the prosecution found. Right. And well, if they find if they find um, more evidence than you do, does it hurt, I guess it hurts your case, right? No, there there are some times that it can they'll withhold things, so you'll have you you feel like you've got somebody dead to rights, and they'll be like, oh, by the way. And then just lay something down. It's like, now where was this a minute ago? You yeah, son of a bitch. To show everything. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a few liberties to the courtroom that they they take in this game. Uh, but once testimony begins, you must carefully examine each line of testimony and point out any contradictions you may find based on the evidence you have before you. So say if somebody was like, yeah, you know, at six o'clock I was walking down the you know the road and I heard a scream and it was just like, oh my god, you know, somebody got shot. If they say the shot rang out in the police report that it was 6.30, there's a contradiction. It's like, how did you hear that at 6 when it happened at 6.30? Right. That's that's impossible. There's She's a contradiction. Guilty. So you start digging on that and try to figure out why they're lying. Uh, the game does not hold your hand at any point during any, any of this trying to figure these things out, but it will kind of give you hints through dialogue. So if you're kind of stuck, you'll he'll kind of sit there and think for a moment like, Maybe I'm not looking at the right thing. Maybe I should press more on this or press more on that. Maybe I should look at my evidence. It's kind of giving you a hint, not exactly where exactly you need to look. It's just saying, hey, maybe maybe look over here and, and try that. You yeah. know. So I kind of like that. So you're not there's not really a, a great way to cheat unless you're going online or something like that. <laughs> you, I mean, you really have to think on it. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating, but in the best possible way. If, especially if you know what your contradiction is, but sometimes the matter of knowing what it is doesn't yeah. necessarily correlate to when you present your evidence or, or try to call out a contradiction. So that's where you have to really figure out where exactly is the right moment to say, that's that's your problem. That's your statement that's, that's causing the most problem. Can you say, if the glove does not fit, you must quit? You cannot. Does that happen in the game, though? It does not. Do you find a glove? Maybe at one point, but not that I ever Is it O.J. Simpson? It is not. Whose is it? Kato's. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the uh, stories and the cases become much more intricate as the game proceeds. In fact, it's kind of broken up into five pieces. You have uh, Court Case 1, and then once you solve that one, you go to 2, and it's... But the story still progresses. Right. But everything is like five separate cases. Okay. So, uh, so much by the final case, if you make one mistake in your, uh, what would be the, the word I'm looking for here? Not really your testimony, but your, um, say you're interrogating someone. Right. And they give you one shot. 
if you're not gonna if you're not gonna present the oh, proper like piece of evidence, yeah, there you go. Cross examination. That's the thing that happens in there. If you make one mistake, you can easily lose the case. Nice. So okay. they they screw you over, especially with the um, other prosecutors that will come into play. One's a, a and he's a he's a jerk. You know, he he actually manipulates the court, which you've got to figure that out a way happens. around. Yeah, oh, no, never. Now the stakes become increasingly higher and the story threads actually become more progressively tangled. All of this makes for some of the best writing you will find in a game long before some of the big AAA titles that we know today and love took over. This was the first AAA title. This is one, well, it never got that, that status, but well, the writing was way up title. there. The AA title. Okay. Now, what's a good story without some great characters? This game's got plenty. Outside of Phoenix and Mia. We've seen Phoenix. Did we, we see him at PAX East? Did we see Yeah, I think we did. Did we see Mia? No, we did not. We would have remembered Mia. She hot? Yeah. <laughs> Just to say the least. But yeah, Phoenix was there, wasn't he? Uh, Mia has a little sister, Maya, and she is a spirit medium in training who is full of vim and vigor and becomes your unofficial sidekick who gives you the nickname Nick. Nick. Yeah, because it's just easier to say Nick as opposed to Phoenix. Nick. Yeah, okay, Nick. Uh, you also have Miles Edgeworth, who is your courtroom rival, who happens to be, or happens to have a storied history with Phoenix that you actually learn as the story progresses. Then there's your good childhood buddy, Larry Butts, who uh, is the one you actually help defend in the very first case. Larry Butts. Larry Butts. Seymour Heinies. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyway, he also knows he actually grew up with Phoenix and uh, Miles Edgeworth. He knows their history together. Then you have Dick Gumshoe. (laughs) He's the detective in charge for every case you stumble into. A pet, a Dick detective, and a Gumshoe, and a Gumshoe. Yeah, Dick Gumshoe. He's a competent, if not slightly buffoonish, guy whose heart is always on the side of justice. There are numerous other characters you will encounter throughout this or throughout each case, all with their own little quirks and numerous pun-inspired names. Frank Sawit, S-A-W-H-I-T, Sawit. Lotta Hart, Lotta Hart, mm-hmm. and then Jack Hammer. Uh, they were, they stressed on that one. Yeah, there was. I think he also had. A, he was an actor. So it almost sounds like an actor. What kind of actor? <laughs> <laughs> well, his uh, acting uh, co-star was uh, Will Power. Damn. Yeah. Will Power Jackhammer. Will Power Jackhammer. It can go either way. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. There's there's numerous, not just in this game, but all every game. Yeah. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is the uh, wonderful mix of silly humor and dark drama. The humor actually creates a lot of levity in otherwise dark scenarios, and there can be some pretty dark moments in the game. Localization in the game is no doubt altered some of the more Japanese-inspired cultured references, uh, but it doesn't really take away from the experience by any means. This game was a great stepping stone in crafting what the series would actually become in future installments. Other games added additional courtroom and investigation features, such as a spray bottle filled with luminol, so oh, if you're looking yeah. for blood, right. it's a, a nice little thing that they added in. Then there are techniques to observe body language when someone is lying. So if someone has got a, tw- a twitch. Kind of right. like uh, L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. So you can 
kind of observe them closely, look for that little eye tick or that little that little finger twitch or something like that. Why are you moving your mouth when I talk? Exactly. Yeah. So what they utilized that for, I can't remember what game they used it for, but whenever you spotted it, you could observe it while they were giving their testimony. And it was almost like the moment they were lying, that's where you spotted the twitch. Right. So if you find it, and then you're like, all right, that's where you're lying. Now that's where I've got to press you. So it was a nice little way to, to change it that up a little cool. bit. Uh, the game also received high praise upon its release and is no doubt why it's found its way onto multiple platforms like the the Wii and even iOS and Androids. I'm about to get it on Apple. You should check it out. Not only... Uh, is it this game exactly? Or do they, re- they change it? No, it's probably this particular game. I don't know how polished they've actually made it. I know they released a trilogy. It was like the first three together, but I don't know if they they did that across all platforms or if it was just on the 3DS. Uh, this game not only has numerous sequels, but also spinoffs, crossovers, a manga series, an anime series, and a feature film adaptation. I actually watched the anime series recently because I found <laughs> out about it. Is it good? I It was... if. You knew anything about the games, the first 12 or 13 episodes are essentially a direct adaptation of the first game. With, you know, a few minor tweaks here and there just to kind of fit the narrative for television. But, I mean, essentially it was, if you knew the cases, which like I did, it was like, well, shit, I know who's going to (laughs) win. I know how the story plays out. But it was still good. You know, it it had the the spirit of uh, the games. I still want to watch the movie. It's never been released over here at all. I think you can find it on YouTube, but it's uh, badly subtitled. Yeah, that's it. Same one? Looks like it. Maybe it looks a little bit more polished. Let me look at it again. Only a dollar? Yeah, it's a dollar. Wow, that's a steal. I get it. Now, this game is one of the reasons that I kept my 3DS for so long before it actually even got broken by someone who broke it I don't know I didn't do it did I? I'm gonna assume it was a kid yeah I did because I opened it up one day and the screen was shattered oh you know I've started to think is that the one you left at when we went to the E3 no. special did you leave you left no. it you were sick of that was the 3DS that was that was a 3DS but it was a Zelda special edition that's what made me so mad somebody just got so lucky dude. yeah they did god he said, yeah, they did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this game, uh, or at least the game series, should I say, will be the reason that I will purchase another 3DS only as long as the series continues there. But if it ever branches out, then who knows? Well, I'll follow it wherever it goes. <clears throat> Real talk. Mm-hmm. PS, uh, the Vita, or your 3DS, which did you like better? Well, see, that's a hard call. Or did you just like them both equally? There was there were things I liked one over the other. Quality, picture quality, Vita took it every time. Right. I loved having two control sticks mm-hmm. for certain games. Now because I remember it you just, saying that about Resident Evil. Yeah, it made the, playing the game so much easier. Right. So I didn't have to worry about that. I liked the innovation with the back touch screen, the front mm-hmm. touch screens. So I had options. But I guess when it came to certain... Uh, variety of games mm-hmm. i felt like i had a few more on the 3ds oh, yeah, that definitely. i actually purchased yeah but i don't know like i said they both had their pros and cons 
you know. There's always going to be more games, I feel like, on the 3DS than there was the Vita. Yeah. I mean. But like I said, quality was top notch on the Vita because I remember playing, uh, what was it? It was one of those, um, uh, what is it called? They, they were called the Nonary Games, or at least that's what they were re-released as. It was like... Uh, Oh, I understand. The Zero uh, Time zero, Dilemma? Yeah, yeah. Or something like dilemma. that? There was the second one in that series. I think Zero Time Dilemma is the third one. But the second one, I played it on the DS mm-hmm. originally and then went to the 3DS. Or not the 3DS. I played it on the 3DS originally and then went to the Vita on it because I think it was free. Yeah. Might have been free mm-hmm. one, one month. And the quality was just like, God. It was just, it blew me away. Right. How refined and crisp it looked. So. I don't know. It's just, like I said. There's just it's a toss up. Yeah, they both have their pros that. and cons. I can understand that. Well, that was our show. That's it. Mm-hmm. We made it. We did. Thank you to all of our listeners for being here every week. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. And also a big thanks to our patrons who make this show and other shows we do possible. If you are interested in supporting the show, head over to Patreon.com/slash/PencilAndPaperProductions. Follow our show on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Like, leave reviews, comments, wherever you want to do. iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to the show. Podbean. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark again today. Mm-hmm. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.